From the headquarters of the Guild of Champions, this is the Chris Terrell Podcast, where I share stories, tips, and advice on how to lose all your weight for the last time for the first time. And now in the sixth season, I'm taking calls, messages, and questions from champions like yourself to help you in all phases of your weight loss journey. I am Chris Terrell, your host, and I've lost 125 pounds myself. After an entire adulthood of yo-yo dieting, emotionally eating my way up and then emotionally dieting my way down, I finally decided I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, and it made some real, meaningful, lasting changes to my life, resulting in weight loss and also resulting in weight maintenance. Now, if you're looking for theoretical weight loss advice, if you're looking for tips on how to crash diet, or if you're looking for advice from people who never needed to lose over 100 pounds, well, you're in the wrong place. Because here, you're gonna hear common sense weight loss advice, stuff that's simple, that you can follow, that you can do from a daily practitioner of this stuff. Everything I talk about here is intended to help you lose your weight and keep it off for how long? Say it with me. Forever. Forever. You know, I also don't wanna simplify weight loss too much either. You know, I say weight loss is easy. I've said that a lot. And I mean, the mechanics of weight loss are easy, but the but changing as a person, well, that's 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 not as easy. That's a little harder to change who you are as an individual. And unfortunately, changing who you are as an individual more than likely is going to be required for your weight loss to be permanent because you're the one that created the weight gain. Now, is it all your fault? No, no. Some things are outside of your control. That's okay. But there's a lot that was in your control, and there's a lot that is in your control now, and there's a lot that will be in your control in the future. And all you can do is worry about the stuff you can control and never sacrifice the things you can control at the altar of the things you can't. Always do the things you have complete and total control over. And if you're not going to take action on it, if you're not going to do something that you do have control over, then stop worrying about it. Let it go. You don't need the worry in your life. Now, I, I wanted this week, I, I, rather than going back to questions, I got a couple in the hopper, but I am preparing for a new course that I'm going to be doing in my membership. I'm going to be doing an emotional eating program. It's going to cover a quarter, it's going to cover months in there. It's going to be a once a week, plus there's going to be support groups, and I'm really excited for it. And I've been studying and researching about it for months now. And um, wow, you want to talk about a humbling topic to study is emotional eating. Like I knew I was an emotional eater, but I had no idea just how much of an emotional eater I was. And I didn't even understand that I was still doing some emotional eating even now. There's things I was doing to use as an emotional avoidance techniques. But something else I've been researching is learning about metabolism even more in preparation for another lesson I'm doing. And I've begun to learn that... The, the deck stacked against us. When you got to lose a lot of weight, and when you have lost a lot of weight, you're 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 worse off than if you'd have never lost it from a maintenance standpoint. It's gonna if you have been overweight, and you get down to let's say 190 pounds, and then there's somebody else that's let's say a brother that's also the same weight as you, but has never been overweight. It is going to be harder for me to keep the weight off than them. I'm predisposed to the weight regain now. It's a bummer. It's a total bummer. Something I can't control. But I can't control myself. I control how I act. I can't control that this is my reality, but I can control how I respond to it. And I'm not going to throw my hands up in the air and say, well, I guess I can't keep the weight off because of all this stuff I can't control. So so I'm just going to do nothing. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. 
I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna keep this going. You know, I want to do it in a sustainable way. This, these changes I made, these weren't for temporary changes. These were for life changes. I'm in this till I die. Okay, and there was no returning back. There's no going backwards. I've long ago de-romanticized, I guess if that's a word, the previous lifestyle that I was living before. I no longer look at it with a longing, like, oh, I can't wait till I can go back to the days when I eat anything and whatever I want at whatever volumes. I don't. I don't do that. I know that if I talk that way, that's where I'll end up. If I sit here and constantly in my head romanticize my former life, I'll go back to it. So I'm not going to do that. In fact, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to look at that old life with just a hint of disdain, not towards me as an individual. No, 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 because I've separated my emotional self-worth, my human self-worth from my behaviors and from my body. But I look at the lifestyle and go, nah. No, I don't want any part of that. Much the same way I would look at like some of my first apartments or first vehicles I drove and go, no, I'm not going back there. I mean, I would, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that again. So in this research though, and why I'm not taking the question is because there's something I wanted to talk about here on the podcast. And I read this and I read it this week and I thought, yeah, you know what? Like I knew this stuff, but something about how this was worded really hit a chord with me. I thought it was worded really well. And I want to filter it through some of the things that I teach and some of the things that I know. Uh, now, if you want to get this book, uh, this is one of several books I've been reading. This one's phenomenal. You can find a link to it on my website. If you go to chrisstarcoaching.com, uh, click on, I think it's products or stuff or something like that. It's a, it's a list of all of my recommended products. And there's a category there of books and you can find the book. So the book that I'm talking about is Eight Keys to End Emotional Eating by Dr. Howard Farkas. This is probably one of the best books I've ever read in emotional leading so far. I'm not saying there's aren't other better ones out there. I just have, I haven't found them yet. Of all the ones I've read, this is by far the best one I did. But one of the things I learned, now to set the scene for this, there was a, something I learned about, I don't remember when I learned about it. I remember who I learned it from. It was Brene Brown, uh, the author of uh, The Gifts of Imperfection. Uh, she's brilliant. You should watch, listen to anything of hers you can get your hands on. But she was talking about this concept of willful suffering versus um, suffering against your will and how a lot of the growth comes from us willfully placing ourselves in a place of pain, doing something hard on purpose of our own volition. We'll actually tolerate pretty extreme misery if we feel that it was our choice to do so, which as I thought about it and I looked over in my own life and I realized I have indeed demonstrated to myself that I'm capable of doing some hard things when I chose to do it. Like my job sometimes put me in hard situations and, but I chose to be there. I wanted the job. I wanted the paycheck. I wanted the experience. And so I'd go through willingly. But let me read a little section of this. So now to, oh, let me preface this. The, the, everything leading up to this point has been painting, painting a a pretty dismal picture, abysmal, dismal, pretty bad picture of weight loss. Basically that your mind is going to fight you. Like not only physiologically your body's going to fight you, which many of us have already experienced, but we also, we will psychologically fight ourselves. Um, it's very important. There, there's a line here in the book that says, but a diet must be more than nutritionally correct for it to work. It also has to work from the standpoint of human psychology. And I couldn't agree more. And I get so disappointed because so many personal trainers out there, so many fitness influencers, so many dietitians, so many nutritionists, they disregard the human psychology element of it. 
And I submit that the human psychology is maybe the biggest part that needs to be looked at. And again, there's plenty to do, by the way. I'm not going to sit here and say that they don't. There's a lot that do. But unfortunately, you go on social media and you see a lot of people that aren't taking into account the psychological element of the solutions that they're peddling. Because a lot of times people are peddling quick solutions, and I'm not mad at them. They're peddling quick solutions because the majority of people are asking for them. Now, not, we're not getting into the topic of today of why that is even happening, why people are asking for it. But make no mistake, the free market is just giving the people what they've asked for. And until the people start asking for permanent, lasting, long-term solutions, the free market's not going to provide it. That's just how it works. Like, we can fight against that all we want. But I can tell you, I turned, I've turned down a lot of different ways I could make my business that would work out very well. But it would require peddling short-term solutions. I've been approached by companies that asked me to join them, and, they, and, and I just walked away. Because I was like, no, I, I don't support what you're promoting. I've been the person there. I've been the target of these weight loss, quote unquote, solutions. And all I know is they ignore the fact that I'm a freaking person. I'm a human. I'm not a robot. I'm not a machine. I'm not exactly like another person in my current capabilities. We all have the same ability. We are all the highest form of creation. We are all perfect as, enti as entities, but we do not all possess the same knowledge. We do not all possess the same awareness of how to do a thing, but we all have the same potential. I'll, I'll get that. But you can't give me a diet that doesn't meet me where I am. That's important. The solution needs to start where a person is and take them from there. And so I get very frustrated at solutions that people take that disregard the psychological element. If you listen to last week's episode of the podcast, I talked about Wagovi and Ozempic. It's a big part of it. it. That as a solution doesn't do a damn thing for the psychological element of weight loss and weight gain. Often weight loss surgery can be done and completely ignoring the psychological impact. How are they going to do it? And again, there are many doctors that do. There are many, many medical professionals that do take into account the psychological element. There was a friend of mine I knew many years ago. Uh, she had gotten weight loss surgery from a guy down at Little Rock. And I remember I was very curious, you know, because I was a bigger guy at the time. I was curious about the procedure and how she did it. And she goes, no, we, I have to meet with him for a year. And I had to show that I could lose weight over the course of the year and keep it off. I had to actually prove, like, she had metrics. I don't remember all the details, but I remember being fascinated by, like, this was a very long process before you're allowed to take the surgery with this doctor. And then he had a whole thing that he had to do a year after. Like, this is a multi-year thing. And I was like, now that, that I could get my head around where I'm at now with what I do. Like, I could wrap my head around that. But that's not what everybody does. And people will choose solutions that aren't that because they're looking for a quick fix. There is no quick fix here. You don't change who you are as a person overnight. And you can't change who you are if you don't do the work, too. You know, the perfect plan isn't going to work if you don't do the work, right? So let me, let me go back to this. this. This concept of willful suffering, choosing to do something of your own volition. So again, this, this, this section of the book was setting up that, you know, it's not the deck stacked against you. So it says, so what do you do if you really want to lose weight? Should you just give up hope of that ever happening? The answer is no. 
it is possible for a diet to work and to be sustainable over time. And, you know, as I'm reading this book, I'm very confused because I'm like, well, I did it. And I know lots of other people that have. I'm like, this book is really was just painting this terrible picture of like, it's hopeless. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I did lose the weight. Like this last I checked, this wasn't a dream. I mean, I pinch myself. Yep. No, still here, still awake. And I know lots of other people done. I talk to people all the time. They've kept it off 10, 15, 20 years. Like I know it's possible. They're not hard to find those people. You just go online, you find them. And so when it said that, I was like, okay, well, do tell, pray tell, because I'm curious because you just painted this picture that psychologically I'm screwed. And so right here is then the next sentence. There are many people who have lost a significant amount of weight and kept it off permanently. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, validating what I already thought. Uh, these are not necessarily individuals who possess superhuman willpower. They're people. And it's so important to recognize the fact that we're people. You're all, we're all people. We all have flaws. Those of us that have lost the weight and those of us that have been keeping it off, I assure you, I don't possess some secret magic skill that you don't have. I may have learned some things that you don't know that you can learn. I may have done some things that you haven't done that you could do, but not because I'm special. Success isn't some elusive thing that only the special among us attain. It's something that we all get to have if you're willing to pay the price, if you're willing to do the work. And it's not as much as you think. But let me continue. These are not necessarily individuals who possess superhuman willpower. They're people whose motivation for change and the choices they make comes from them alone. Let me read that again. They're people whose motivation for change and the choices that they make comes from them alone. He continues on, greater social acceptance may be a welcome outcome, but it's not what motivates them. That right there, when I read that, I just stopped reading because I was like, that's exactly how I felt when I was losing weight. Just like that. That was it. I've never been able to figure out how to word it exactly. And I haven't stumbled on anybody that worded it, but that was it. I was losing weight for me and me alone. I didn't give a damn what anybody else thought. Everybody could hate me for it. I still was going to do it because this was for me. This was for my life. It's also why I adopted the mentality of I don't need a weight loss buddy. I'm not doing this for anybody else. I'm doing it for me. I don't care about the haters. I'm doing this for me, not for them. I'm not doing this to spite somebody else. I'm not doing this because somebody told me I had to. Think about that. How many people don't lose weight when a doctor tells them, if you don't lose weight, you're going to have some serious medical complications. You could die one day from this if you don't lose weight. And then we don't, people don't do it. It is so important that the choice to lose weight be yours. It cannot be due to societal expectations. It cannot be to expectations from your family. It can't be expectations from your friends. It can't be expectations from a doctor. You've got to do it for you and of your own free will the entire time. Their entire time. He says here, their decision to make changes in their diet is based on their personal motives. The behaviors that they adopt are guided by their own common sense and preferences rather than from diet books or online programs. So true. So true. You must have a diet that is catered to you. I've always said and I'll always will say, the best diet is the one you'll actually stick to. Yes, another one might be better 
but if you won't do it, what does it matter? We've got to find the solution you're willing to do. And then once you start doing it, you can begin to optimize and version your way towards a better solution. But at any moment, you need to just be doing the thing that you are willing to do of your own free will and choice. Of your own free will and choice. If he continues on, and this is where I'll end this, this last part from this book. If losing weight was only a matter of having correct dietary information and following the rules for eating well, then any standard commercial diet might be effective. But a diet must be more than nutritionally correct for it to work. It also has to work from the standpoint of human psychology. A diet has to work from a standpoint of human psychology. And that's where I wanted to wrap up this podcast. And I want you to really start thinking about this. What you're doing right now, you listening on your journey, are you doing this for you? Just take a moment. Answer that question in your head. If you can answer it out loud, answer it out loud. Are you losing weight for you and you alone? Now, some of you, when I say that, you may be thinking, well, I'm doing it for my kids. I know you are, but you're doing it also for you. It can be in addition to. But the choice, it must be your choice. It must matter to you. It must matter to you that you're there for your kids. It must matter for you that you're there for the later part of your years or of your life. You must be doing it for you. It must matter to you that you're making your body better because you live in this body. And you want to maximize your experience of life in this body. It's got to be of your own choice. Are you doing it for you? And then I also want to ask you, the pressure to lose weight. Where is it coming from? Your desire to lose weight. Is it coming from you? Or is it coming from somebody else? It's okay if it started from somebody else. It's not a problem if you started losing weight because a doctor told you to. It's not a problem if you started losing weight because you felt some sort of societal pressure. But that's not going to be a good thing to keep going with. If you started that way, that's fine. You're here. I'm not worried about how you got here. I'm just glad you're here. Okay? However, now we've got to start thinking. Now that you're listening, you don't get to stay in blissful ignorance anymore. I'm, I'm ruining it for you. I'm sorry. I'm creating the awareness. Actually, I'm going to take that back. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry in the slightest bit. You need to know this. Regardless of wherever you came from, from this point forward, you must begin shifting in your mind to where the pressure to lose weight is coming from you. And you're doing it because you want it, because it's a choice. It always has been a choice, and it always will be a choice. And it's a choice you must make willingly of your own volition by yourself. Now, that doesn't mean you don't support people around you. That doesn't mean you don't have encouragers in your life. That doesn't mean you don't get an accountability team or partner or whatever you need. That doesn't mean you don't get all that. It just means you get all that. You're in charge. This is your project. This is your life. These are your results. You've got to take extreme and total ownership of your weight loss journey, of the choices you made that brought you here to where you are in this very moment. And you've got to take complete and total control over the choices you're going to make in the future. they got to be you. There's a saying I heard in a video I listen to all the time. Those of you in the guild, you know what I'm talking about. 
a chase your greatness video, but in there, there's a line where a guy says, he's talking from the standpoint of business and music, but he says, I've always got to have the last word because if it comes out hot, it's on me. If it comes out bad, it's on me because I can't be playing the blame game, blaming somebody or anything else. And that's so important. You've got to own your successes, but you got to own your failures and you can't play the blame game. But if you're not doing weight loss for you, you're going to be tempted to play the blame game. You're going to be tempted to blame it on whatever else is making you do this. I don't even want to be here. This is, this is, this is why a why is so vital. It helps you create that inner drive, that inner desire to move towards the body and life of your dreams. It's so important. All right, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here. Now, if you're interested in getting in on this emotional eating course that I'm going to be doing, uh, you're welcome to come join my guild. Now, I'm making some changes to how I do the guild. I'm going to be dropping the joining fee, but I'm only going to be opening the doors once a month. Uh, and, and the reason for this is because I want to onboard you into the guild. I want to guide you through your first month, and so I need you all coming in at the same time. If you're trickling in throughout the month, it's too hard for me to catch you and to work with you because I may be halfway through a program in that month and I really want to get you set up for success in the guild. And the guild is designed and set up in such a way where I'm here for you for the whole journey. That's why I only made this 40 bucks a month. You go to a lot of the group coaching programs, they're going to charge you two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 for a six-month or year-long program. I'm not doing that. Even if you were to be with me for years, you're not going to pay that much. I needed this to be affordable and I needed to give you a content, information, knowledge, and wisdom to last you through the journey. Not in, I mean, y'all, you've got the free podcast that many of y'all have listened to, but I have doubled this in my guild. Double my podcast is in the guild. And it's growing what we have in there. And I'm about to do this emotional eating course and program that's also going to have a support group. So if you're wanting to join this upcoming Memorial Day weekend, here, uh, I will be opening the doors again. You can join the guild, $40 a month. Cancel at any time. I'm not locking you in. I'm here to support you and meet you where you are. And I'm going to help you get to the end of this weight loss journey. Because the fastest way to get you there is to ensure you don't quit. That's the best way to make sure you're getting there. And I know some of this may sound, and some people may think, you know, because I haven't really talked a lot about my services a ton. I mention them every now and then here and then. Uh, the, my paid services. Normally I talk about the free stuff because I know a lot of people are like me, you're bootstrappers and you want to work through this yourself. But for every one of you that's a bootstrapper, there's two or three of you that need the help. And I want to be there to help you and meet you where you're at. And I don't want weight loss to be something that only those that have a ton of money can handle. And so I needed to make this thing affordable so that just you simply reducing some food would cover the cost of it because part of weight loss, let's be real, we were all eating way too much food. I ate a stupid amount of food. And I know this sounds a little bit salesy in some areas, but I want to be clear. It's, I am selling it. It's because, because I know this is going to change your life. I want, I want you to experience the transformation that comes through a weight loss journey done the right way. Slow and steady where you work on yourself. I want to help you change your ways of thinking. I want you to see yourself in an entirely new light. I want you to see food in an entirely new light. I want you to create an entirely positive relationship with your body and with the food around you. But I know that's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. 
the click, the switch, that's overnight. But it takes weeks, months, and sometimes years of conditioning before our brain just goes click and it changes the alignment in our head because that's how epiphanies work. Epiphanies are usually the culmination of a bunch of stuff that's been getting in your head, bouncing around, and then your mind, your subconscious mind serves it forth to your conscious mind and now you're like, ah, a bit of truth that I think I can latch on to. You know, weight loss is something that, you know, it changed my life, but it didn't change it because, because I lost weight. You know, in the beginning of my journey, I thought if I lost weight, I would feel such and such. I would be treated this way by people. People would look at me and think this. I created this whole narrative in my head of what life would be like once I lost all the weight. In, in my head, it was almost sort of like a finish line or like checkpoints. When I cross these checkpoints, then I shall get my reward. What I can tell you is I was, I was wrong. I was wrong. You see, the joy, the greatest joys are in the middle when it's really hard and you begin to grow where you hit these walls that you just can't seem to get past. And the only way to get past it is to change, to grow, to evolve, to look at something that once served you like emotional eating and say, I think this no longer serves me, but what shall I do instead? That's, that's growth. That's growth. You find these moments in the middle because by the time you get to the end, you've pretty well figured it out. Yeah, it's hard. You know, your dedication has to be much higher on the last 20, but you know what to do at that point. The end is in sight at that point. When you've got 100 pounds behind you and 20 in front of you, there's not a lot of fear of if you're gonna make it, it just becomes a when you're gonna make it. And I thought in the beginning, as I said, that the losing of the weight was gonna be what created the positive relationship I had with myself but it was the journey required to get there. It was the journey of getting to the end where all the changes happened. I can't tell you when I showed up. I can tell you that the me of today and the me of seven years ago, five years ago, we're not the same person. We're very, very different. Much like the me of today is different than me when I was 17. I'm certainly the same Chris, but I'm also very much not. There are things I believed and I thought when I was 17 that some of them I still believe when I was 20, exactly how I did. Some of them I believed a little differently. Some things I stopped believing altogether. So too, from 27 to 37, there were things I believed when I was 27 that I still believed when I was 37. There were things I believed, but with some tweaks and changes at 27 that I believed at 37. And there were some things I believed at 27 that I just no longer believe. And there's things I believe now that I didn't even know about 10 years ago. And all of my beliefs, all of my knowledge, all of my experiences create me. All of yours create you. You are the sum of your entire life's experience, all leading to this moment in time, right now. Everything has been to your benefit. Everything has been to serve you. Everything has been to make you. And now you gotta decide where you go from here. What are you gonna do from here? 
How are you going to change? How are you going to evolve? How are you going to grow? Are you going to go find these wonderful bits of knowledge and wisdom about yourself that are laying in wait for you along the journey? Or are you going to walk right past them, assuming they're there at the end? Pick them up as you go. Learn a little bit more about you every day. Learn about your potential, about what you can do, about what you've not yet done, that you will go do. Set a goal that scares you a little bit. Then go after it and grow your way to success. I'll see you next week on the Chris Terrell Podcast. Have a great week.